What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast. I am your host from Georgia, John McKay. And on the other side is one of my best friends in the world, Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, what's up? Oh, nothing much. Good old day in the uh, state of Kentucky. It's a beautiful day, and we get to talk about baseball, and we get to talk about my favorite team and my least favorite team. Oh, yeah, those Redbirds. <laughs> yes, but we get to talk about scoring a lot of runs like they did against the Pirates. That's a yes, good thing. Did. Yes, we are. Um, now, are, is Louisville the Cardinal or the Cardinals? Uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, they're the Red uh, Yeah, they're uh, they're the Cardinals, uh, much like the um, much like the St. Louis Cardinals. Now the um, the um, minor league team used to be in Louisville for St. Louis. Uh, they were the Redbirds, but but it's moved around a lot. I'm not even sure. I think it used to be Memphis. Um, it's still yeah, yeah. So. So they they've moved around a lot as far as their minor league goes, but yeah, Louisville is Louisville's the Cardinals. Um, I think Springfield is Double A, and then yeah, I'm not sure High A and Low A for St. Louis. <laughs> but this I have enough trouble Bra- keeping up with where we go, right? This is a Braves podcast, you know. The Cardinals, yeah. you yeah. you hear too much about the Cardinals up there where you are, so you know. I think yeah, yeah. I think get more on the Braves. Yeah, I I don't you know my personal feelings for the uh the Cardinals. Uh they're they're not my favorite team uh and it's funny because my broadcast partner uh on uh, Friday night football games and stuff he loves the Cardinals. So <clears throat> Friday night's games should be a lot of fun. Uh we talked about it on Wednesday too and we went and interviewed the coach and so yes, it it should be fun. So I'm not sure who's going to be keeping up with the score tonight because we may both be doing it and and then making light of who's winning or who's not winning. I don't know. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to have a group text with y'all tonight and just be at both of y'all. Yes, yes, should be fun. You know, to, of course, for football on Friday night, it's it's fun anyway because oh, yeah. it's the it's the crosstown classic. It's the it's our our uh, two schools in the same you know, same city, I guess, going against each other. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Been a lot of hype all this week uh, with, uh, you know, games between the two in all the other sports. Uh, so, it's it's been, a, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, before we get to the big hype of the Cardinals series of the Braves, let's talk about uh, how well the Braves did against the Pirates. Oh, my goodness. Uh, good. I, I had a great series against the Pirates, John. It was fabulous. The first time, I believe, I think this, I think I heard it's the first time ever that the the Braves have swept the season series. The Pirates. Yeah. Yes, you're correct. That's right. Um, it is the first time, uh, first time ever. A uh, uh, little history made. Uh, you know, they've they've had some uh, great moments with Pittsburgh. If you go, you got to go way back to the early '90s. You know that '91, '92 uh, championship series. Mm-hmm. Uh, between the Pirates and the Braves, those were uh, in, in Braves history and Braves folklore. Those are two great games, great comebacks. Uh, you know, Francisco Cabrera and uh, you know Sid Bream sliding into home plate, and right. you know those are great games. And of course, on those teams were great players. You had Barry Bonds, you had Bobby Bonilla. You know those. You know they they were some great Pirate teams, but they certainly. 
have not been so great of late. And I heard uh, I was kind of back and forth listening on on Wednesday, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I was kind of back and forth listening to the to radio and listening to um, to uh, TV, and and they were saying that. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh fans just, you know, definitely were not that excited about this team, uh, you know, but the management had said, well, we're trying to build uh, from within the organization and, you know, through the farm system. And I'm like, you guys have been trying to build through the farm system for the last 20 years Mm -hmm. and hadn't gotten anywhere. Uh, And so, you know, the only player that you can uh, really think of uh, right now on this Pittsburgh team that is, is really hoping to make a name for himself, uh, and, and that is, you know, the shortstop, uh, you know, Cruz, um, and, and he's the guy, you know, trying to make a name for himself, and, you know, you texted me, and I saw the highlights, he hit the hardest ball in the StatCast era on Wednesday, uh, and it still didn't go out of the ballpark, so, you know, that's the guy trying to make a name for himself, and, 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 but everybody else is just kind of bits and pieces, and they've been, helping other teams out the last many, many years. Um, sorry, I'm having some technical issues over here. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm good. I, I was – my battery, I was, I was checking it. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh no, Cruz is impressive, and he's a menace out there at shortstop. He's massive. He's, he's kind of scary looking out there. Well, I, he, I would assume. He, he is. Uh, you know, his only problem is – the fact he's hitting 198, you know, uh, that's it. And um, th- that's something. And he's a rookie. You know, he's learning. You know, we get spoiled on the Braves because we've got these rookies that come up and all of a sudden they make an immediate impact. Um, but I do believe, uh, you know, the farm system that we have, the scouting that we have has been fantastic. Now, supposedly the Pirates farm system is up there in the tops as well. Yes. Uh, so, and, and that's great, but, but having, you know, having a great farm system sometimes doesn't translate into great players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can be great in the farm system. John, you know, you go to, you go to uh, minor league games, uh, you see all those players, and sometimes they don't translate to good players in the major leagues. And there have been many, 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 uh, of those, you know, the Braves have been fortunate the last few years. I mean, look at the lineup that we have, you know, Ronald and, and Austin Riley and, and you know, William Contreras, you go that even there, you know, Michael Harris, Vaughn Grissom, you know, those guys, it's Spencer Strider, Max Freed, yeah, yeah, I can just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that just shows uh, in, in particular that um, some of these guys might not have been thought of as being – top guys but they developed into top guys uh and our farm system has been fantastic the last several years and especially in the fact of developing pitchers uh you know we we've had a great run of of pitching and 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 hopefully one guy that's going to get back too maybe to help mike soroka uh you know i mean look at the what the potential rotation could be next year with Max Freed, Mike Soroka, Spencer Strider, you know, there's three guys right there that's, um, you know, that, that can match up with, with about anybody. And the way Mike Soroka was picking, pitching a couple of years ago, you know, you're looking at a good one, two, three punch, and most people don't even have it a one, two punch. Right. Uh, so, but the farm system and, and the scouting 
I think that's where it starts. And, and hopefully some of those Pirates players will translate up. But, but right now, a guy like, um, you know, a guy like um, uh, Cruz has, has got to, you know, has, has got to get it going. But he does have a great arm, uh, and, and hopefully he will. Hopefully next year will be a whole lot better for him. They've got a pitcher that I am kind of biased about, but uh, he's at Greensboro right now, uh, Ricky DeVito. He was in the Rome Brave system, and I was impressed with him. And he may just be at uh, high A Greensboro, but I think he'll turn out really well. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, you know, you know the Braves and in, in what they drafted this year, and this is really one of the – one of the few times I paid attention to the draft, they drafted some guys I think that have got great potential. Oh, but yeah. again, sometimes potential doesn't turn into anything. Uh, sometimes potential gets you landed on another team. Uh, just ask Drew Waters and and that guy I won't mention that's catching for the um, uh, you know the 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 A's. Uh, which oh by the way the other was it? Uh, did you see this the other day? I, and I believe he, Christian Bethencourt. Um, what a you know. Wasn't he in the Braves farm system, right? Bethencourt or Pache? Um, yeah, Pache uh, with the A's, but the the Bethencourt for the for the A's. Did you see the catcher? He ended up like having a three for three, four for uh, four, or something, and then he ended up pitching the ninth. Langoliers? No, no, Bethencourt. I didn't um, know he was in baseball. Yes, yes, uh, he. He ended up, uh, if I recall correctly, earlier this week, he ended up, um, he ended up uh, hitting like a like three for three or four for four or something like that, and mm-hmm. then he ended up pitching the ninth inning because they were so far ahead. So yeah, he hey, finished so, it up. Oakland must love Atlanta Braves catchers because they have Bethancourt and they have Lee. Yeah, Lee. yeah, yeah, and and, and of course. You know, Langoliers expected to be one of the next big things. So, and you know how we are with catchers. We yeah. haven't we haven't gotten the catchers that we've had to the majors, but yet other people have. You know. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't want to bring that name up. I wasn't going to bring up Langoliers, by the way. I was just going to avoid that name. Okay. Oh, I brought it up this time. I guess. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. But I, I I I've gotten attached to William Contreras as a catcher. I think. I think he's a the uh, I think he's a pretty good you know catcher. I think so. You know, um, we're not asking them to do anything spectacular, and and of course with Contreras, uh, you know, with Darno it may be hard to teach new dogs, teach old dogs new tricks. You mm-hmm. know, with Contreras, your hope is that he can he can get better. Now, I do think here's my my personal opinion is I think both Darno and and Contreras need to come we need them both back next year we need we need them uh both in that that combination of the of the both of them i think that would be that's a fantastic combination the reason being is because neither one of them get tired you know they're just catching uh, every you know they catch two games in a row and then they're off two games and i think that has made them both pressure down the down the stretch not only catching but also hitting uh now every once in a while Contreras is DHing. And he's doing a little more DHing when he's not playing, and that's okay. Um, but because you know, I, I don't think that Ozuna is going to play anymore, and and so you know, you got to find a, a guy that that can uh, at least the DH, and you know, you're going to get uh, 
you know, Ozzy back at some point. You expect him back within the next uh, two to three weeks. So what are you going to do with Vaughn Grissom? You know, could Ozzy come out and DH as well? Certainly, I think so. Uh, so, you know, it, it just gets better down the stretch. And, and uh, you know, it's a good problem to have when you got to worry about, you know, who's going to be the DH and who's going to play second and where are you going to put all these guys. Uh, that's a good problem to have. But, you know, right now the lineup is, is really, really good. And, and uh, you know, Contreras, yes, does he have his ups and downs? But, boy, can he hit. When he is on, he is hitting the ball hard. Defensively, I I would rather have Shingaliers. Yeah, def- oh, no doubt about it, e- on either one of them. You know, uh, Contreras, I think – like Contreras. Yeah. Contreras at times, I think, tries to not showboat. I don't think he's meaning to. I just think he doesn't do sometimes what a catcher – what an old-school catcher would do in blocking the ball – uh, things like that. Um, and that's okay. We haven't struggled. You know, like in the ninth inning when Kenley Jansen is pitching and you're trying to keep a guy from stealing, well, three-fourths of it has to do with how the, how the pitcher holds him on or how fast he gets to the plate. You know, mm-hmm. if he doesn't – if he's slow at getting it to the plate, any – you know, it doesn't matter if you're JT Realmuto who's got the quickest release in baseball, you're not going to get the guy out at second base. I don't care. You know, it's all, you know, on how the pitcher uh, delivers the ball to the base, and you're going to steal on Kenley Jansen every time just because he is slow, he is very deliberate, and it doesn't matter who's back there catching. So, uh, you know, defensively, they do struggle, but you know what? They haven't hurt us, which is fine, but they sure have helped when they hit the ball. Right, definitely. Um, I was listening to 755 is Real with David O'Brien and uh, Eric O'Flaherty this morning before I got on here with you. Mm-hmm. And um, they were talking about you know, they were talking about the same thing with Ozzy when Ozzy comes back. Now he is working out and doing some drills and getting uh, healthy, and they're expecting him to start rehabbing when they get back on, from this road trip or something, some something similar to that. Right. Um, right. Um, they were talking about you know he could you know Vaughn Grissom could DH or he could go into left field and play when he's not DHing because um, yeah they they were saying that left field probably would be a uh, position that he could easily pick up. Right, and that's that's where, at least from everywhere that I've heard and I've read, that has seems to be uh, the plan. Let's put the kid out in left field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly this would be a good opportunity, although you're in the middle of a, of a pennant run, okay? This is the stretch run. Do you want to do an experiment with a guy who's never played left field? Do you want to put him out there and see what happens? Um, I don't know. As young a guy he is, you know, certainly uh, left field could easily be learned. But do you want to put him out there in the middle of a pennant run? Right when you're now two games out of first place with the Mets, knowing you've got games with them coming up, games with the Phillies, you still got three games with the Mets. I think you still got like six or seven left with the Phillies. Uh, so is that a situation you want to put a young guy out there instead of waiting till spring training? to try to get him out there. Now, if you're winning the game by 100 points or something and you want to get him some out there, then fine. You know, fortunately, if you're Vaughn Grissom, you got Michael Harris in center field that can certainly make up for a lot of mistakes on your part just trying to learn the position. Right. Um, I would, you know, leave him out there during batting practice or learning the spot until he gets really comfortable with it. Yeah. 
it, start him off in a non-pressure situation, put him in outfield, like the last couple of innings of a blowout or something like that, and then work him way, work his way into more pressure situations. Yes, I, I, I just, I am, I struggle trying to put him out there right now. Right. Um, you know, if it was the beginning of the year, then yes. Um, I, you know, you know, Eddie Rosario, I think still has a place. Uh, I, I, you know, he is struggling hitting, um, but, but I, I still think, you know, he has somewhat of a, a place out there. Looks like Robbie Grossman's getting a lot of playing time out there. Um, you know, just because he's been, he's been hitting the ball, but I still think that there's a place for Rosario and, and hopefully he'll get back out there and, and be able to provide, you know, uh, you know, provide some, some innings and some hits, some big hits like he was last year. Um, and maybe he's just not that hundred percent since that eye injury. Uh, so, but, but I still think this lineup is pretty good right now. Uh, you know, it's, it's got a lot of uh, power to it. And, and even if you look at the numbers uh, coming into the Cardinal series, you know, these two teams right now, the way that they're playing are so evenly matched in the last 10 games, uh, whatever, whatever. They're so even, and boy, what a series it is going to be. But, you know, I would, I, I certainly, if we're, um, you know, going to talk about moving people around, and again, we're still a few weeks away from that because Ozzy's still got to, you know, make his way, make his way back. And, I, you know, what's, his gonna, what's he going to be like when he does come back with that foot injury? You know, if it's anything um, like what, Charlie Morton went through in the beginning of the year, just trying to get back accustomed to to what he was doing. You know, he did struggle, and so uh, I, I still think leaving Von Grissom at second would be a better better thing with Ozzy, maybe maybe um, DHing. I would kind of platoon those two at second base if you're going with that plan. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that as long as you can leave. You know, Vaughn Grissom's bat in there when he's not playing, so maybe him DHing. Um, so I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but I tell you what, the kid has certainly earned his way playing. Definitely. Uh, he has – I don't know. He's just – you know, earlier in the year I talked about how I thought that the fire just wasn't there. Uh, at, at how when that first series with the – that five-game series they played with the Mets and and how they looked like they were going to a funeral. Well, that certainly changed when Vaughn Grissom came up, and all of a sudden they looked like they that that the Mets were the ones going to the funeral and the Braves were the ones that were so fired up. So I've I, think, I think the pressure being on them has been, uh, you know, they've been winning. And, and of course, uh, you know, the Mets winning too. That's not a problem, but got a lot of help from the Yankees this past week. Uh, you know, the Mets play the Rockies. Uh, Mets still have the Dodgers to play. I mean, it's a it's still a tough schedule down the stretch. But, uh, you know, the Mets and the Rockies with DeGrom. DeGrom had a great game Thursday, uh, which you would expect. You know, his start was pushed back. He did not pitch in that Yankee series. His start was pushed back a couple of days. And look what happened. Much like Kyle Wright, who's had his starts, you know, pushed back and how fresh he looked uh, whenever that happened. So, um you know, that's still a great one-two punch for the Mets in DeGrom and Scherzer. Uh, but after that, it is a struggle. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Mets handle that because the, the back end of that staff has not been so great. 
Uh, and yes, you can go win the two games, but what else are you going to do after that? And, and this, uh, you know, the, the Rockies coming in and you hope the Rockies can at least win a couple of series, a couple of games in this series to help out, uh, because the Cardinals worry me and they always do whenever we play. And that's just because, you know, I'm so close to this Cardinal nation anyway, to begin with. So, right. um, but we got to get a little help from somebody, John, and, and, um, you know, hopefully, um, uh, you know, hopefully the the pressure the pressure's still there, uh, and uh, you know maybe we'll be able to work a little magic. Um, you mentioned the Phillies. Um, I think you did at least. I, I'm listening. Yes, we still have games with the Phillies. Yes. Um, Bryce Harper made his uh, rehab start against at for Lehigh Valley against Gwinnett, and he hit a home run off of Jared Schuster, which Jared, you're still yeah. awesome. Um, and he also yeah. hit a uh, home run off of William Woods, who hey, – hey, William, you're still awesome. Yeah. Well, um, and and in doing so, John, guess who's playing tonight for the Phillies? Uh, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Uh, or Friday night, I should say. Bryce Harper is, is back in the lineup. I mean, yes, that's great. He should help. Um, they've been playing well, John. They've been – I mean, honestly, if you look at – the wild card teams in both divisions. Um, it's it's a great race in both divisions. You know, the Orioles are getting closer. You know, they're like two and a half games out now of uh, of uh, getting, you know, the, I think it's the Rays maybe that are that third third team somewhere. I can't remember one of those. But anyway, it, it, it's getting close in each division, but the Phillies are have just been playing well. And, you know, who do you want to play? You know, you get that. You know, the Cardinals right now are, are number one, uh, the, the team that's going to play the third-place team in the wild-card division. Right. Uh, so, who's that? That's going to be the Phillies or the Padres. Okay. Do you really want to play those – either one? Now, the Cardinals have been hot. I mean, they're 18-5 and five in the month – in this month. Uh-huh. So, I mean, they're hot. You know, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Uh, so are the Braves, by the way. Um so I love how they do 10 games because when do you reset the 10 games, you know? So um, anyway, but, but both teams I don't are, think are – I don't think you ever do reset. I just think you go from 10 games from that point. Yeah, 10 games. It's like 10 games and then 10 games and then 10 games. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's weird how that is done. So anyway, um, but both teams are hot. And the Padres come in, as you well know, the Padres have a very fantastic lineup as well. So do the Phillies. So – I mean, it, it's not going to be easy pickings for this wild card. And whoever um, whoever finishes, you know, first and second is going to play each other in this wild card series too. So, you know, it, it does. it's not going to be easy when you get to the – you would much rather, you know, I, I'm not sure what you would much rather be, John. I guess you would much rather be those teams that get the bye, and that's the first two teams. And right now the Dodgers are at the top. And then you're going to throw the Mets right now, although the Braves are kind of nipping right at their heels. And if they were to get, um, you know, into the division lead, then that would put them in second place. So, uh, you know, it's I don't know what you want to do. I don't. Speaking, speaking of the Orioles, just, just for baseball, I would love, absolutely love for the Orioles to make the playoffs. Oh, man. I mean, they have played, I mean, what, they've had a nine, ten-game win streak? I yeah. mean, they, they have played great and got to win Thursday night. I mean, two and a half out right now of the division, and, and they were sellers at the 
at the break. What Mancini yeah. was was Trey, was traded and, uh, and I think. Yeah, and and so you know what? I mean, it's it is great. I'm, I am glad to see that they've done well. You know, Camden Yards, one of you know the very iconic ballpark, and and um, you know you've had some great players on the Orioles, Cal Ripken, and a host of others. So yeah, I'm 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 glad that they are that they are. Uh, right there in the wild card. I think they can make some noise. And that's a scary team too, John. Do you want to play them? I mean, they're, they're you know, killing it right now. Um, speaking of the, uh, going back to the Phillies, the Gwinnett Braves are still in Lehigh Valley. And they actually have to – play Sunday, and I believe Mike Soroka is making a start on Sunday, Lehigh Valley. Well, and you wonder, John, um, because we are getting close to that note, that uh, September call-up time, and you wonder if that will be his last minor league start. Um, um, because, uh, and, and maybe he'll go one more, I don't know, but you wonder if that might not be his last start, and then they, he's one of those guys called up in September. Um, you know, so... They don't call up as many as they used to, but, uh, you know, looking for a fresh arm uh, and looking for, you know, potentially a starter to give some of your guys a rest, that could be the guy to bring up. So, and he's been killing it. Um, you know, he's been doing great in his rehab start. So, uh, I wonder, but uh, then again, I, I don't know the plan, and, and there are a lot of guys smarter than I do that, that know the plan, but uh, he could, you know, get the fast track back to the majors really fast. Just to get some pit, just to get some innings in this year, uh, you know, to be a little more heavily counted on uh, next year. I would want to see one or two more starts at Gwinnett to see what he can do. Because yeah, uh, his last start at Gwinnett wasn't as dominant as his start at Rome. Right. Um, right. But it was still decent. I mean, he gave it two right. runs. I don't think he had any strikeouts, but he was. But uh, I want to see him at least two more starts at Rome and then – or Gwinnett and then, you know, see what he can do. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, you know, that's a, that's a good plan. You know, just let's, uh, let's see what happens. We could use a fresh arm, but obviously um, we could use the guy next year uh, more than anything. And, and, of course, having, you know, coming up to the majors and getting a few starts and then getting another uh, offseason of conditioning – to make that stronger because, uh, you know, they always say um, that Achilles are very hard to come back from, oh, yeah. uh, you know, probably the more famous of them. Kobe Bryant was one of those that had an Achilles tear. And, and did he come back um, a, as dominant as what he was? No, he did struggle a little bit, but of course he was older too when he did it. So, uh, you know, those are, and then doing it, you know, twice. Uh, so, um, anyway, I'm just glad he's made it as far as he has without yes. anything happening again. <clears throat> so, but another off season of uh, conditioning and working out and getting it stronger, that certainly could help. So we've already hinted around it. So on Monday night, we've already talked about it, but the Braves went two to one because of a Michael yep. Harris uh, two run shot with yep. uh, Vaughn Grissom on, the, on uh, base. You know, the kids yep. did it again. That's, that's right. Um, Tuesday night, the Braves went six to two, um, and I'm blanking on who pitched. I'm sorry. 
Oh, well, that was Max Fried's dominant game. There we um, go. You know, he went eight innings and three hits. He only gave up a run. He walked one, and he had seven strikeouts. And he was fantastic. Um, uh, you know, they, they gave him uh, gave him some run support, uh, although he got down one run early, but they came back with five in the fifth inning. I mean, they were just killing it in the fifth. Uh, and, and he – Obviously, he was he was dominant that night. He was fantastic. He was uh, he could have <clears throat> maybe could have come out in the ninth inning. He was at ninety something pitches, uh, but you didn't need him to. Colin McHugh came in, <clears throat> really didn't do a whole lot of work. I think uh, threw maybe nine pitches and got the, and got two strikeouts. Yeah, he did. I, he did. Matter of fact, he got the first guy on three pitches. He got the second guy on three. Uh, struck him out. Then he struck out the last guy on three pitches. So he did it in nine pitches. Um, but uh, but it was a good good inning for him to finish up. But eight innings, uh, you know, Max just doing what Max does, by the way, mm-hmm. and that's just being dominant. And and again, like I said, he could have come out of the ninth uh, if if one or two or three pitches shorter in the uh, eighth inning might have gotten him a trip out there in the ninth. But look, much like. Uh, you know, Kyle Wright, I think, who pitched on on uh, Wednesday, probably could have gone an extra inning. Uh, we didn't need, we don't need him to. We need to save those pitches and those innings for later in the later in the year uh, because the stretch runs coming up. But a very dominant outing, for Max Free. Um, was the eight, was it the eighth inning that he threw like twenty pitches and that kind of put him out of going? Yeah, for, going for the yeah, night? he. Yes, he did. He, he didn't look as dominant in that eighth inning. You know, uh, the curveball was, was a little wonky and, and everything. He got out of the inning fine, but, yeah, he threw a little – you know, because there for a while he was right on about 10 an inning. Right. Uh, so, which would have put him, you know, headed to the ninth in perfect shape, as a matter of fact. Uh, but uh, he did struggle in that eighth inning and got out of it, uh, didn't have to bring in McHugh any earlier and – and, um, you know, still only three hits and a run, just one walk, seven strikeouts. You know, great, great game for Max Freed. And, and that's the way you want your guys like Morton and Freed and, and Wright and, and Strider, those guys down the stretch is when they're getting stronger, which is what I've talked about as well. Of course, this series with the Cardinals, they'll probably go out and, and blow it up or something. But this is the time that you want your guys pitching. Uh, this is the time you want your guys throwing and being stronger and stronger and stronger, and this is where your pitching staff is going to help. Definitely. Um, who stood out to you in this game offensively? Well, you know that kid. That kid Von Grissom was three for four. I mean, um, he just keeps hitting the ball. You know, what I mean, yeah, it's does. it's amazing um, what what he's doing, and and you know, even look, even though he goes in a, if he goes in a game and he's zero for four, I'm shocked. Uh, but you know what? With what he's done so much, 0 for 4 is okay. You know, two or three games 0 for 4 is fine. He may come back and go 4 for 4 in the next game and may hit the game winning homer. Who knows? But, uh, you know, he's, he's done he, – he's, you know, he's, he's getting on base. You know, the bottom part of the order has, has just been great. And, and Harris batting seventh and Grissom batting eighth. And you got Grossman batting ninth. Uh, you know, the pop doesn't stop at the bottom of the order either. No. Uh, the pop is really, really good from the middle to the bottom. So, uh, you know, pesky at the bottom, I think what you might call it, because Harris, Harris and Grissom are just 
two people that, you know, get on base and then Grossman could hit it out or get it hits, whatever. So, you know, it's, it's good at the bottom of the order, but Vaughn Grissom would be my guy. Uh, you know, if you had a, if I had a player offensively, you know, Grissom, but then you got to throw in there Max Free too as well. I, I was going to say that too. I was like pitching. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Have you heard side trail for a second? Have you heard the uh, story about uh, Grossman? I have not. Do tell. You know, he he was struggling when he got to Atlanta. He was struggling. You know, he struggled. Yeah. Wait, the the uh, baseball operations people got in there, looked at the uh, his swing when he was hitting good, showed him what he was doing wrong. Two days later, he's back to normal, and he's hitting. He's breaking since then. Right. Well, you know, that's the good thing. You know, you see those guys in there uh, watching their swings, watching, watching the iPad whenever they get in there. And, and, I've, and it's great you watch the younger guys. Like Grissom and Harris are in there watching their swings when they go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's the good thing about technology in this era is that you can go in and you can watch those swings. And um, Matt Olson, I think one of those the same way um, when, when he – uh, came over, he, you know, he got off to a hot start, but then he started struggling. And so they went back and watched film and Seitzer, I think I told him, told him, Hey, you need to, your hands are too high. You need to bring them down a little bit more. Harris, I think the same way. Uh, they told him your hands are getting up a little bit too high. And so they told him to bring them down and, and they both been killing the ball since then. So, you know, it's great. You can go watch film because, uh, again, you you can learn what you're doing with your swing and you can go back and you can watch years and years and years of footage. Uh, and it's, and it's a confidence thing. Okay. I'm doing this wrong. I got to, I'm going to change this. And all of a sudden you start hitting the ball. So that's great. Great. Um, so moving on to Wednesday afternoon. Oh Lord. <laughs> can we, we, can, oh. We, can, we can probably do a whole podcast on this game. Well, you know what's different? Yes, you could. You know what's different about this game is the fact that we've been on the other end of this in a day game, okay? Usually. A, a few times, and usually we are. Uh, but 14-2, to two, um, the fourth and the eighth inning, um, did you hear them talking about this? The combined time oh, yeah. for the fourth <laughs> and the eighth inning was like almost an hour, okay? Right. Um, so, you know, and, and as a pitcher – uh, you know, I think the fourth inning was almost 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a pitcher and Kyle Wright being that, that person, that's one of the reasons why he didn't come out, you know, like the eighth inning. That's um, bring that up later. You read my mind. Yeah. So because he had to sit for so long mm-hmm. uh, and he came out, uh, he was, he was good all day. As I, I got a chance to, to watch seven innings, you know, two hits. He walked a guy, no runs, eight strikeouts. He was very dominant. Could have come out for the eighth, but the eighth inning was when they scored seven runs. Right. And they, you know, it's a long period of time, and especially this part and this part of the game, it's like a reliever. You know, a lot of times your relievers are specialists. They're only one inning, uh, and that's because they're so used to coming out and just pitching one inning and then being done. If they come out for inning number two, Colin McHugh kind of the exception. Jackson Stevens has been the exception this year uh, of coming out you know, a couple of innings. Uh, they're just not used to going back out there for another inning. So right. they got to go in, they got to sit, you know, they, they're not used to staying warm or whatever. So, um, you know, it's, it's a, just a different mindset. Kyle Wright came out strong uh, after uh, the fourth inning, uh, came out in the fourth inning and was really strong and, and from there on out. But 
boy, what run support. I mean, everybody, everybody was hitting the ball um, that day except Vaughn Grissom. Right. Okay? And he still he got was, Yeah, he was 0 for 5, okay, in the game, which is great because everybody else, it didn't matter. And that's kind of the way this team has gone, John. You know, mm-hmm. the bottom of the order usually has been pretty good. Sometimes the top of the order has not been so great. You know, the bottom may not have been so great, but the top or the middle or all sorts. Uh, but everybody was hitting. And I couldn't have told you Vaughn Grissom was over 5 because I'm looking at it right here. But I couldn't have told you that um, because it looked like everybody was hitting the ball. I mean, Matt Olson had a grand slam. He hit it out in the Allegheny, uh, you know, hit it out of the ballpark. Um, he's, and, the first, uh, he's the first brave to do that, by the way. Yes. Uh, I mean, he had a towering shot uh, out, out of the uh, ballpark. I mean, it, he just I mean, he just threw him a perfect shot uh, to hit it out. Uh, you know, Matt Olson had three hits and four RBIs. You know, William Contreras, a couple of hits and a couple of RBIs. Uh, Dansby had two hits and three RBIs. He had a walk. So, I mean, he was on base a bunch of times as well. Uh, Harris had had a, a hit and, and, and he walked twice and scored two runs. Grossman, you talk about him, had three hits. So, uh, a lot of hits. Hang on, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen hits on the night. Uh, is what they had. Fourteen runs. I think. Didn't the Pirates make three errors? They did. They committed three errors. One of those. Um, one of those, I believe, led maybe to the Olsen home run. Um, it, it's either that or the fifth inning was when fourth innings when they had an error, which led to, to more runs. So well, yeah, I think it was the. Fifth, I think it was the fourth inning because I was in the car listening to it, and I I didn't get a chance to listen to the to to Ben Ingram and and those guys. So I was listening to the Pirates guys because that was the quickest that I could find. Those guys were dejected. I mean, they they just That's sounded cool. like they sounded like they they as I talk about they were at a funeral. Okay, they sounded just um just absolutely distraught, basically. Okay, so and it, it, I was just like, oh man. You know, you feel sorry for them. I've been through this before. Um, you know, basketball, uh, you know, you watch a team lose by 35 or something. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's just it's just bad. Uh, and, and you feel sorry. If you're on that end of it, you, you just feel sorry. You're you're not excited. And, and those guys were not excited, by the way. So. Oh, I bet not. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, the Braves get two in the second inning, first inning. Uh, they got two in the second, yes. And then yeah. five in the fifth, and then seven in the eighth. Or seven, yes. Eighth, yeah. Yes, seven in the eighth. Yep, you got it. Um, yep. So, this series, it sounds like, you know, well, I was going to, never mind. I was going to say they sound like they're key in the fifth inning, but that was the fourth inning. I'm, I'm getting confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just, the Braves exploded in this game. I mean, not only the home run, but they, they just kept piling on and piling on. Um, they did, and they weren't they weren't rubbing it in. No. Uh, it it just they weren't. You know, I mean, as a pitcher, you got to get the guys out. You know, I mean, uh, your job is to throw and, and get guys out. So uh, it just seemed like they, you know, everything Pittsburgh threw up there was like softballs or beach balls, and and the Braves were just killing it. Uh, you know, three errors hurts that 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 let an inning uh, continue. Uh, that hurts. Two by the same guy. Uh, yeah, um, take for instance, let's let's go to, you know, we talked about the Orioles earlier and, and how they had, had been playing well. 
Well, an error last night by the third baseman, I believe, for the White – or Thursday night by the White Sox third baseman, led to an inning staying alive, and it led to what ended up being that same batter hits the home run that ended up giving them the lead or something. And so those kind of things hurt. Uh, that's why I've always said, you know, the Braves have always been very good defensively uh, throughout the last few years. you got gold glovers at almost every position. Okay, Um, if not every position, maybe catcher. (laughs) So um, that that might be a struggle. But even with catching, you wouldn't be able to tell that maybe they weren't gold glovers uh, because you got everybody else out there uh, that that is so great. And boy, that wins you games. And when you commit errors, I tell my guys all the time, you know, look, it's it's, okay. You commit an error. I get it. What are you going to do after that? But you can't keep giving out extra outs, extra outs, extra outs. You can't let that error beat you again. No, you can't. And a lot of times uh, it doesn't, but there are times when it does. And that mentally, you know, they always say, you know, you got to, yes, you commit an error, but you got to stop thinking about it because if you don't, you'll commit another one. Right. Uh, and, and that usually it sometimes happens. But you definitely cannot give extra outs because normally when you do, what happens? You pay for it. Definitely. Yeah. Was it uh... – the, Bay, the Braves did bat around twice in this game, um, the fourth and the eighth inning. Uh, did Michael Harris walk twice in one inning? Did I see that? Um, if he did, um, it, it, I think that's right, yes, because he was on base. I, I think you're right. I think he did. Um, I saw one of them, uh, and then I think I was listening to the other one. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think he did. Yeah. So, the Braves leave Pittsburgh on a high. They're going to uh, – St. Louis? Mm, they are. Yes. Yep. Closer to you, gotta, you than they are me right now. Yeah, well, you got to bring that up. They're going to St. Louis, you know, so. How close yeah. are you? Yeah. Uh, it's about three and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not It's not bad, actually. Um, um, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump uh, through, um, you know, you end up going through a couple of states to get there, but, uh, you know, it's. It's really easy because St. Louis is right there, uh, you know, Missouri and Illinois, just right there together, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So, uh, but uh, you know what? I, I St. Louis, I've been to St. Louis many times, uh, been to a game many times there. Uh, it's a great place to go watch a game. Uh, if I had to, uh, other than going to Truist Park, I would go to Bush Stadium. The fans are great. Uh, you can wear your Atlanta gear or any other gear and the fans don't bother you, they don't, they'll end up having a, they'll end up having a conversation saying, Hey, you know, the Braves are playing well this year. You know, you'll end up having to talk about both teams and it's very cordial. Uh, it's great. Uh, so, you know, it is a great place to go watch a game. I just, you know, not a big fan of the team in general. You know? <laughs> so yeah, just me though, just me. Don't worry. So I'm sure it's not everybody else. Well. <laughs> Hopefully no can hear that. Yeah, yeah, no. But you know what? They're, both teams are on a roll. Um, both teams uh, eight and two uh, coming in in their last ten games. Um, you know, batting average wise, uh, the Cards come in with a three nineteen batting average in that ten game span. The Braves come in at two sixty six. Pitchers uh, ERAs close. The mm-hmm. amount of runs they've scored in those last 10 games, 
are so close together. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, you know, these two teams are very evenly matched. Um, and, you know, that always scares me. Uh, you know, you heart back to a couple of years ago in the playoffs. I don't want to talk about it. But uh, I, this is, you know, this is just what scares me. But, you know, Albert Pujols, uh, hats off to him. He's Definitely. having another a fantastic year. I, I hope and then I wish, I wish, I wish, I hope that he can hit seven more homers and get to I, 700. Um, I mean, five years after after this year, he, an automatic Hall of Famer. If yeah. if he doesn't get um, if if he doesn't get votes, all the votes and and on you know all the votes to go in the Hall of Fame, um, you know, I I would probably just have to you know. Um, cancel that baseball writer's subscription to the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, a unanimous decision because he has been such a uh, an ambassador to the game of baseball. Uh, he's, you know, I watched a video last night as a kid sitting down right outside of the dugout and, and he's got on a Pujols jersey, um, you know, one of those, um, not one of those real jerseys, but, you know, he's holding up a sign after Pujols comes in the dugout saying, hey, can we swap jerseys? And Pujols has taken off his jersey and throws it to him. You know, oh, oh. Uh, you know, I've seen that so many times. I've seen so many videos from him doing that. Uh, so I, I, um, I, I think it's, it's fantastic. He's a great player, uh, always has been, and, and I hope that he can get to 700. Although he said he's retiring at the end of the year, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, and the Cardinals certainly have had their – uh, the, you know, they're, they're three guys, uh, you know, Yadier Molina, uh, Adam Wainwright, who's going on Sunday. It's a Sunday night game. Uh, not a huge fan of those either, but Adam Wainwright's going and he's had a great year too. He's nine and nine. His ERA's just, just a little over three. Uh, and then, um, of course, at Wainwright, former Brave, by the way. Um, and then Albert Pujols, those three guys, those three guys have been fantastic for the Cardinals. Definitely, I, I'm I'm a fan of Wainwright because just because he's a former Bulldog too, and a Liberty yeah. Panther actually. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Liberty County Panther. No. Yeah. Kenny Yellowjacket. I'm sorry. Sorry guys, I got y'all mixed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pennsylvania is where. It, no. Okay. Wayne Kenny Yellowjacket. Yeah. There you uh, go. But uh, I've always been. But a fan it, of this. Yeah, but it's good pitching matchups coming up. Strider and Quintana will go on on Friday. Uh, Morton and Montgomery. By the way, Montgomery, a little resurgent in his career. You know, he had really struggled with the Yankees, and they got rid of him, uh, you know, a pitcher that they got rid of, and he's really pitched well for the Cardinals. Um, and and will go. he'll go on Saturday night with Charlie Morton, who's pitched really well down the stretch. Uh, and then Odorizzi and Wainwright will go on Sunday night baseball. Uh, so it should be uh, a lot of fun. Going to see some fast pitches tonight, or Friday night, uh, with Strider going, uh, so it, it again, it should be a lot of fun. And as I've said, both these teams come in eight and two in their last ten games, uh, and the Cardinals have definitely been have been uh, stretching their legs uh, because they were two or three games behind the Brewers, now five games up on the Brewers or more. Uh, so it has been a great stretch run for the Cardinals. Well, you know, you know, I don't know if we've, I'm sure we've talked about this, but you know. It's a whole lot different playing in New York with the Yankees or Mets than you get out in St. Louis and you're oh. who is oh I it, I would say night and day difference um, you know because 
again, as I've said before, uh, Cardinal fans are so much different than what you would find in New York. New York, if you throw one ball, they're going to just absolutely boo you. You right. know, I mean, they're, it's, you know, I, I think it would be the same in Philadelphia. Um, you know, that's why they call, you know, the, the mascot there the fanatic, uh, you know, because they're that away. Um, it's hard pitching in New York. It is hard. I don't know why you would – I struggle with, with these uh, mid-level guys who have a great year and then they decide to go sign in New York. Right. Uh, yes, I know they're going to give you lots of money. I know that's going to be great, but you're going to – if you do not know how to, to wear um, headphones to block out all that noise, then you're not – you're going to struggle. And, and you know, you're going to St. Louis, who who is a great baseball town with great fans. Uh, you know, they've got a calming attitude to you. Uh, and hats off to him. I'm glad that he is doing well. Uh, it's just a different struggle. It's just a struggle. Um, I mean, you, you've got so – and even struggle with the Yankees and the Mets because mm-hmm. the Yankees, there are there's so much expectations on you as a Yankee. Um, and as a Met, there's not as many expectations, although you're still playing in New York. You know, right. it's the media capital, you know, the world. There's, you know, you know everybody's got blogs and everybody's printing stuff about you. It's not that away in St. Louis, you know, because they, because fans there love their baseball team. You know, they are probably one of the, uh, as far as attendance goes, uh, you know, they're going to reach uh, that highest mark every year. Um, and, and everybody wants season tickets uh, to St. Louis uh, because it's, it's, it's a fantastic go to watch a ball game, fantastic place to play. And as I've said before, if I had a chance, you know, other than the Braves, if I was somewhere else, it would be St. Louis because they do love you. Talking basketball, I told you in the NBA, it's Mark Cuban because he loves his players. Right. You know? So they've always been – they've always had great ownership uh, and, and they've always had just great fan support. That's that's what I like about the Braves. You know, they've, they've, sold, they've had 32 sellouts this year already. Right, right. Yeah, it's 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 great. Um, you know, again, there's no there's even though yes, uh, and and the Cardinals, you know, the Cardinals could be 500, and they would have a high attendance, or they could be like they are now, right? And and right in the middle of a playoff, right. um, it, you know, they go to the World Series and they're gonna sell out every game. They're gonna be partying. Uh, you know, they're gonna be living it up. Uh, and and again, it, the atmosphere is just a great place. To, to be um so well this is a little off topic but i guess we'll end, if you're if you got anything else we'll end with this um no sure the schedule came out for 2023 yes it did and yeah. the division you only play your division uh opponents 13 times now right and you'll play everybody national and american league yeah hate it by the way <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't mind playing every team. It's just here's my struggle. You know, okay. we got away from um, several, several years ago, you know, they added more games within your division, okay, right. so that you could make something out of it. Um, and, and we're getting away from that. Now, I will say, down the stretch, you're playing teams in your division. Okay, I can live with that. But, you know, to help yourself out, 
you've got to play the number one team if you're in second place, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to get closer. And again, you've now got to rely on other teams to help you out. I do right. love the fact of playing every team. Okay, that's great. But I, I still like playing teams within my division, John. I still like, you know, uh, having that, knowing that, like the ten, like the three games we have left with the Mets, I know that we're going to have that, you know, or the six games or the seven games or whatever it is. I know that's coming up, and I know we're going to get a chance. If we're right there in it, we're going to have a chance to catch up. Right. So that's the only thing that I dislike about the schedule is, for me, not enough games within my division. Yes, you're going to play everybody. Okay, great. Um, but I, I want to see games within my division. That's what it's supposed to be. You know, that we're not going to put everybody in a pool and, and uh, you know, seed everybody at the end of the year and the top six teams get to go. No, it's teams out of your division that get to go. So, anyway, just my opinion. I don't know. What's yours? See, I'm split. Like, I agree with you because you need more division games because, you know, you need more chances to play, you know, even the series out with your division opponents. But then right. again, like, you know, as a money-wise, you know, the Braves, they don't see Mike Trout very often. They're, they don't no, they don't. Yeah, you're right. I think they've never seen Mike Trout. I mean, they've come. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're right. I agree. They I don't agree. see Julio, Julio Rodriguez, and yeah, most yeah. people on the East Coast don't see Julio Rodriguez or Mike Trout or right, know, right. Yeah, I, yeah, I got no leader. problem with it. Yeah, that's the yeah, yeah, that's the good thing about the schedule, right there. Is that uh, is they're going to be able to see those guys, and I got nothing wrong with that. I just need a few more games in my division. And how are you going to do that? Well, you got to play you can't play everybody. So, anyway, it'll work out. I mean, it'll 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 pan out. So, I mean, they can try it out for a few years if it doesn't work, then uh, you know, hey, I, you know, they're at least I can't marry I guess married to this for 2 years. Right. Uh, so, so that way everybody has a chance to go um, you know, home and I guess a home and home series, you know. Uh, because you know, if you play the Angels, uh, you know, the Braves played the Angels this year. They will probably go to Anaheim next year, right? Uh, but the but the Angels won't come back, you know. So that's about the only way they can get that worked out. So I don't know. We'll see it. It's uh, it should be a lot of fun. And again, you're going to be able to see teams, which I think will be fun to go see teams you've never seen before. Right. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Braves' natural rival for the American League is Boston, which I like that. Yeah, sure. That's you know. As far as an American League team goes, that's, you know, where you came from. Right. Uh, you were the Braves. You were the Boston Braves. Right. Uh, then you, you know, then, of course, Milwaukee and then home. So, yeah. So, yeah, I got I got no problem with that. Uh, get to see Boston. And most of the time, Boston's good. Right. Uh, not this year. But, uh, you know, yeah. Good. Again, you get to see some teams you've never seen before. And that, that should be a lot of fun. Um. That's about all I got off that. I mean, there's certain matchups, but we can get down to that at a later date. Um, yeah, yeah. That's well, about good. all that's I all, have for this one. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. Let's go Braves. Let's get some wins over my favorite, unfavorite team, the <laughs> Cardinals. So, well, yeah. well, guys, thanks for listening to this episode. Um, thanks for listening, listening to us ramble a little bit. And then uh, <laughs> you can follow the uh, podcast on – Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you prefer to follow. There might be some other platforms that I don't know about, as always. 
Um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Ethos Braves. You can follow me at the Black Donkey Runner. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook. I'm at John Robert K. And Jeremy, you're on Facebook. I'm just a plain old Jeremy Bell. That's what I am. There we go. <laughs> yep. Well, until next week, as always, go Braves. Go Braves.